0: talk truth radio once again i'm your favorite dj we appreciate your support today we have some great topics stay tuned and now welcome rco latoya moore
1: what's up what's up you guys hey yo, happy thursday i hope y'all are feeling just as great as i do uh you guys i apologize for last night i had to end the patreon account a little early Um, I will live because you, girl had to fill out some paperwork. I told y'all and took on a new gig teaching. Um, I'm going to leave this episode here. It's only part one. For those who haven't heard it yet, a lot of y'all have been sitting in questions for over a year. And I was really debating, like, should I put these people in my business? But then I said, you know what? I already wrote a book about it. It's called The Secret That Lies Behind the Truth. And it's under Latoya's publication because nobody's going to benefit off my work but me. OK, so um, with that being said, shout out to every one of you um, that subscribed and tuned in. I really appreciate y'all support. Y'all leave audios. I got a lot of y'all audios today because I had some free time on my hand, and I wanna expec I wanna especially thank. All of y'all that have supported Children Entertainment are Us that came out to the back to school giveaway event that we had in North New, New Jersey, August the 13th. You guys, I got some amazing feedback and I do it for y'all because I've been in positions. I've been in situations where so I just didn't have it. I didn't have nobody to turn to. So this is why I always want to help as much as possible. Um, so the bounce house, the 3D booth, the water slides was on me. And um, I hope you guys can utilize the gift cards and the book bags and the pens and notebooks and things that was given to your kids to help you with this year's school shopping. Um, I also wanted to say that um, I'm leaving this here not for you guys to feel sorry for me because I want to say this to y'all. I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. I want this to motivate you guys that feel like y'all can't do it because y'all been through this, y'all been through that. Don't let what you've been through hold you back from a great future. You hear me? Don't let nothing stop you. Instead of turning tricks and and selling my pussy or or turning a pill head, popping perks and xannies and roxies, going to go get drunk and 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 fucking up my life, I decided to go to nursing school. I decided to go to, to college to be a teacher. Um, I decided to do something that can make a difference in people's lives to help other people because I was helpless at one time. Nobody, I, I didn't have nobody to turn to. I really felt at one point in time in my life that I was walking on this planet alone, alone. Everybody had hidden agendas. Everybody wanted something for something. You know, um, a lot of y'all be worried about fumbling the bag. I be worried about fumbling good people because good people was really hard to come by. And I always wanted to make a difference um, and, and be different than I was taught, you know, and that right there intimidated a lot of people because they like to use my past against me. Um, they like to use who I used to be so they could feel a good about who they are today. They stuck in that space. And this is why I, I say to myself, and I hope this gives y'all a better understanding of who I am and where I come from. Everybody got a story. And to be honest with you, no one give a fuck, really. It's up to you to make a difference in your life and be better. Don't let what you've been through hold you the fuck back. And a lot of people may think that I'm, like, cold-hearted or I don't sympathize with them. I do. Everybody got a story. Some people's stories just more deeper than others. We all been through some things, but you can't stay there in that space. You can't stay stuck there. Change, you know, I I tell people I don't live at that address no more. (laughs) You know, so I'm trying to put me in that space I used to be in. You got to grow and evolve and and be around people that will help you do so. You know, um, like I tell people. It's up to you. Life is what you make it. So. I don't want y'all to feel sorry for me, let this motivate you, I hope this helped you be better in your life, and stop making excuses, you know, um, I, I, I just, I just feel like I had to go through those things, I had to go through those trials and tribulations, I've been through some fucked up things, and I had to go get some real counseling, you know, and I'm thankful, I am, I'm thankful, shit, you know, um, I used to have nightmares. Shout out to Robert, uh, my kid's dad. He did several episodes with me, uh, me and him going do an episode. I, I just didn't know if I was ready to talk about it yet. But I used to have nightmares up until I was 21 years old. I used to climb on him like a baby and be shaking and screaming, you know, uh, because the events kept playing in my head. It kept playing in my head of being abused and by family members and and, and and different things that was happening. I didn't know how to let it go. You know, until one day he said, bae, you need to go get some help. You know, it made him want to protect me, all the shit I've been through and seeing Siena, that I had no, f- you know, my, my family, don't get it fucked up. You know, my family will support you when it's time to kick some ass or be violent. Oh, they don't go. But when it comes time to support and show that love and support and affection, I never had that. You know, so that man taught me that, he, he, he made me be better, he taught me what it's like to be family oriented. that family is supposed to love and protect and provide, you know, um, I learned a lot from that man, unfortunately, we outgrew each other, shit happened, he fucked up, I let it go, but I'm thankful that God placed that angel in my life, Because he guided me in all the right directions. And I have all that I do because of that man. I can't answer all y'all questions. But I felt like this question deserved a little little bit more than just one answer. So, I'm going to have story time with y'all. So, let's get started. And listen, y'all. Now, I told y'all that I grew up in a home with my guardian. Because... My mom just wasn't a good mom. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. I'm not going to sit here and punk figure. She had seven kids and didn't take care of neither one of the kids. Well, she had myself and my oldest brother for a while until she met my youngest uh, sibling's dad. Kind of fucked her life up. Started getting high real bad. Lost her apartment. Got on heroin. Cocaine. You know, she was the type of woman and still is to this day. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing, y'all. I love it to death, and it's nothing I wouldn't do for it. Everybody know that. But the truth is the truth. And I wrote a book about it. For those who read The Secret That Lies Behind the Truth, y'all already know where I'm headed with this story. Damn. But, um, yeah, she pretty much chose the man. She chose the man. He was whooping on the ass. And they was fighting each other all the time because they was always, always high. They was they was in love, but they was toxic. I didn't witness it. I'm not going to lie. I never witnessed. I heard about it. I heard about the stories from him and her. He was always a good person to me. He never showed me that side of him. I used to think that that was my daddy because he treated me and my brother like we were his children. He didn't treat us no different. There was no difference <laughs> at all. So for many years, <laughs> I thought that that was my dad but um they was fighting they was toxic for each other she was the type of person she gonna hog off and hook him boom he gonna hog off and hook ass back (laughs) you know he was one of the uh, he was a great fighter a great boxer and this is why my little brother everybody know my little brother gooch know that he got them hands he got them hands not just because he got them plates in his hands but he got those hands like he could box real good and he would get that from his dad it's just run on his dad is is in his dad <laughs> you know god rest his soul so my mother pretty much got with him and you know she was still active with us though you know seeing us going over um going over the kid you know cuz the kids the kids that she had by him was living with his mom. So she had spent like. I'm going to go over here for four weeks. I'm going to go over here for four weeks. But then when they broke up. We started to see my mom like once a year. Once every other six months. She was selling drugs. She was doing stuff. And then when she met my baby sister dad. My Puerto Rican sister. Her dad was Puerto Rican. I think he was like a Latin king. Or something like that. Or whatever. And um, you know. He was a really good guy. He was a real good guy. I remember him being real built. Handsome. You know, nice-looking Puerto Rican dude. My mother used to love her some Spanish guys, and they used to love her. My mother know how to speak Spanish, full-blown, <laughs> you know, and she learned it from him. But, unfortunately, they was getting high, off heroin. They fell asleep. He, fell, he nodded out with my sister in the tub. My sister wound up getting burnt. Was calling hot water. My mother wound up losing her rights. She wound both of them wound up going to jail. I, I don't know if she had my baby sister in jail or how it worked. I still don't know the story to that. But I know that I wound up back with my guardian because my mother did take me for a little while. I wound up back with my guardian. Um, and. That's when all the resentment came in. That's when all the resentment came in because my mother told me these kids wasn't about to fuck her life up with her man. So she chose the man. You know, then when I got older, she had a chance. This man, I don't know his story, but I know that he was locked up. For what? I don't know. I just know that he was in a halfway house in Newark and he was fighting for his seven kids. The baby mother wasn't no good. And he wanted his kids. After he came home from doing his bed, he said he promised himself he was getting his kids. He had four girls and three boys. So, however it go, he he was a workaholic, and I guess he was working, and he would go out to Camden, like, every week, or whatever the case may be, and um, making sure his kids were stable. Me, me and him had the same caseworker. As y'all know, the Division of Youth and Family Services had custody of me because of my grandmother, when she had custody, after my guardian died, my sister had custody of me. My sister said I was too bad. She gave custody to my grandmother. My grandmother went in the program. She called Difus for help. Hey, I need help so they paid for her to go into the program they tried to put me and you know my aunt i don't want to get into that but my grandmother had me and my two cousins because something happened with my aunt but um um, uh, my grandmother wound up going into the program and while she was in the program they was placing me like in group homes and at this time i was very rebellious i would run away i would run away and um I wanted my mom. I wanted my mom. My guardian had died. I was I was just going through something mentally. You know, the only person that I felt in this world that had my back died on me. I, I I would never forget. I was at the gym. At um Spencer playing basketball with um the Phelps. Everybody from North, yeah, I know the Phelps. They are very popular. Uh, one of them was like my boy best friend, and we was playing ball. And when I got home, I saw the ambulances outside and. You know, I will never forget this guy. He said to me, he said, "Um, your mom dead. I don't know. I just went crazy. I went crazy to the point, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't right. Like, I feel like I lost my world. And I felt numb. You know, so I was very rebellious. Can nobody tell me nothing? Can nobody tell me nothing? I started fighting more and more. I started selling drugs, you know, at the Riviera Hotel, selling heroin, cocaine to get my get what I needed cuz I wasn't selling no pussy. You know, to get what I needed. So I'm down there with my cousins. <clears throat> I'm down there and my life just changed, you know. Then my grandmother came home from the program or whatever the case may be. She pretty much had us for a while until she said, "Hey, I don't want to be, my kids is grown. I want to get high. She signed us over to the state. So me and the guy had the same diapers worker. Difus worker told her, hey, I'll pay your rent. This the time we lived on Dayton Street. My whole family from Dayton Street. Now, not my whole family, but my whole family. <laughs> like 80%. So, um, you know, she said no. She was going with her man. So they was like, well, Miss Moore, if you don't if you don't stay here, where's she gonna go? We're gonna have to place her and the baby in a group home and we don't wanna do that. We'll pay your rent. We'll provide her clothes and whatever ton the baby needs. You know, he was that's why I understand when people talk about the state. If you comply with them, you ain't gonna have no issues with them. They more helpful than anything. (laughs) You know, I I know people who have called the state and say, hey, man, my kids ain't got nowhere to go. And they put you up in a hotel, get you some Section 8, some TRA. They help you. But a lot of people automatically think, oh, they trying to take my kids. No, they trying to help you stay with your kids. But a lot of people don't like to comply. And those are the people that don't have nothing good to say about the system. But I can't say that because uh, they helped me get my first little summer gig with unemployment. They helped me get my GED. They helped me do everything I needed to do. You know, it's levels, level one, level two. I left there, you know, and me and my son was all right. <laughs> you know, I ain't never had no complaints. And this was, he was trying to keep us, keep my family, keep me with my mom so she could see my baby. But she chose, no, I'm going to Camden. She wanted to go to Camden with this man to raise her seven kids. And she got seven, eight kids of her own. It was just ridiculous, you know? And uh, I start. I looked at it different. I ain't. She, And when she went to camp, she didn't speak to us for like five years. My brother had got shot. She never showed up to the hospital, didn't come, none of that. But they loved the ground she walked on. But the girls, you know, girls, we deal with more emotion. So my sister, to this day, you know, nobody ain't going out their way. I used to go out my way, and I learned that, you know, God do things to people for a reason. And this is some of the reasons, this is the main reason why y'all, I try to encourage all my parents out there, whether you're a father or mother, it's very important to be in your kids' lives. Because I dealt with some real trauma. You think that your kids is comfortable somewhere, you think your kids is safe, and they may not be safe. Because I experienced some stuff. Like I said, go get that book to see get that lies, the truth. I'm not even about to get into that. But I do want to tell y'all that. It's your job to protect your kids. They say it takes a village to raise a kid, yeah, but that don't mean that the child should be living with auntie, your cousin, your mama, your grandma. No, that means that everybody tipping to help in some way. So if you gotta go to work, maybe your auntie can watch it. You want to go to the club every other weekend? That's what grandma' house supposed to be for. <laughs> you know, you know. It's like you know, grandma, auntie, not. Your kid's supposed to be living with somebody else. And you got your own spot. You got a car. You got a job. And you okay. But your kid's is living over here. Oh, my God. That is so trifling. And I told this to my mom. Like, how you gonna sleep at night? You don't know what's going on. We all experience some trauma. Like, my sisters is, not all of them, you know, but. They fucked up. They One of them is emotionally detached from everything and everybody. Don't have a care in the fucking world. On straight go. You know, good heart. She could be a great person. But all that pain and anger. See me, I wanted to go get some help. <laughs> you know, and that was with my kid's dad. We're saying in the episode that y'all need to go subscribe to my Patreon account to hear it. I'm telling you, I used to have nightmares and I went through this for a long time. I I wanted to go get some help. I was not about to live my life like that. This is why I tell y'all to forgive people. It's good to forgive, not for them, but for you. Because it takes more energy to hold on to bad shit, to bad memories, than it do to release that and say, I forgive you. And just forget about it. And then deal with a person how you deal with them. You know, and that's what I'm about. I'm about forgiveness. So, once, no, I ain't gonna lie, I was very disrespectful to my mom. Very disrespectful. But she ain't never took care of me. You know, that's, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Because how you gonna choose a man over your kids? Not once, not twice, but three times. You know? And I ain't like her. For a long time, she never said she was sorry. She always had excuses. She, well, this person did this. And this, it was always excuses. It's like, you a woman. You knew that you couldn't take care of the first two you had. You went to go have five, six more. What's wrong with you? Dead One day I tore it. I have a way with my words. I know that I could say some things to really cut real deep. But you got to really do something to me. That means I got a lot of hatred, a lot of anger built up towards you. If I start whooping your ass with my mouth, that means I don't like you. I don't like you. And whatever I felt for you is disappearing. And all that I experienced and that pain is coming out verbally. And one day I remember her just banging on the floor. She got on her knees. I was like, what type of mother are you? You see the way I handle shit, I get up every day and I go to work, I go to school, I take care of my kids, I please my man, I cook, I clean. There's no excuse to be a deadbeat. Can't nobody stop me from taking care of my kids. And she just got on her knees, she was like, I'm sorry. Forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I looked at her in her eyes and she was holding on to my leg. She was like, forgive mommy, please. I never meant to hurt you. I ain't know how to be a mother. And at the time, my grandmother was living with me. And they are so funny because my grandma was like, bitch, that ain't no excuse. So she blaming my grandmother. She telling my grandmother, you called diapers on me behind my back. You did this. You got my kids took because your boyfriend tried to touch me. and Or her friend boyfriend tried to touch her. And the girl didn't want my mother. They was arguing about something. But I was telling my mom. I said, "This all I ever wanted was a sincere apology. From that point on, me and my mother was like real close like glue. We were going to the nail salon together, the beauty parlor together. I felt comfortable now taking care of her. The first couple of months, I didn't feel good taking care of her. You ain't never took care of me. Why I got to go to work, bust my ass, take care of my kids, pay my rent? My man, we feeding you. Christmas time, like why I gotta do all this. You ain't even try to do this for me. I went to school with no lunch in my lunchbox. Cause you was too high. I was homeless. You out with a big time dude from uh what it was, Little Bricks or Brick Towers. Nigga got straight bread. Y'all wearing fur coats, all this stuff, and you ain't even trying. You know how many Christmas I cried for? You know how many birthdays I cried? How many times I wanted to die because you wasn't around and I was experiencing abuse because we in a home where we not welcome. The kids is jealous because their mother is giving us attention, telling us how worthless we are, how our mother didn't want us. You don't know what we went through mentally. How dare you turn your back on your kids? You deadbeat like I gave it to her, all of it. And my brother was on the phone. My brother was like, T, let it out, T. <laughs> I miss him so much, man. He was like, let it out, T. Give it to a T. I was just like, I'm I, how can you think? Like, how can you survive? But, you know what I learned? God, <laughs> when I say God is real, That energy you put into the universe will be given back. What you do to others will be done to you. I don't know a parent today that don't do right by their kids having a good life. You're going to always suffer. God whooped her ass for me. The universe did it. I ain't need to tell all that, but I had to get it out. It made me feel better. Then we went to counseling together. We did four counseling sessions together. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what's wrong. You know? And I did that, and I forgave her. But at the same time, this is why I be telling y'all, take care of your kids. It's important for a mother and a father to be in the kid's life. If you have children, take care of your kids. You don't know what your kids going through at night. Your kids shouldn't be living with your cousin, your mama, your auntie, your friend. And you living and breathing? And you sleep good at night? You think your kid is safe? Of course, my mother had no knowledge what was going on because the person that she left me with did her best. But it it wasn't the person. It was the people around. The people that lived it upstairs. The people that lived... Shit. Y'all be surprised. Go get that book. (laughs) Huh. You know, it was. It, I was going through some things. You know, everybody like, oh, you so rough, you so tough. I was forced to be that way. I had to fight, big motherfuckers, fight. That's why I ain't scared of nobody. Win, lose a draw. Let's get it. I ain't trying to portray myself to be tough. It just is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is. That's the way I was brought up. But I don't project that behavior. Like I do. I, I'm better now. I'm better now. My kids made me better. It's so important to take care of your kids because you don't know what they would deal with mentally. They don't understand, why am I over here? Why I can't go with you? My mother used to come around. She used to steal our school clothes, all types of stuff. And I, all I still wanted, my mother. Nobody couldn't tell me nothing about my mother. If you told me anything about my mom, I'm going to resent you. I'm not going to like you. Don't talk about my mom. And how I protected my mom. She would. She never thought that I had all those feelings and emotions bottled up. Take care of your kids. And ladies, stop having your kids around your boyfriends and your men. I'm telling you. A lot of these women out here, they'd be with a man for four and five and six years and got the kids calling them daddy. We ain't play that shit. We ain't play that. My mom, my guardian was married. We called him by his first name. I was married. I ain't never allowed my kids to be like, that's my daddy. No, you call that man by, okay, you want to say that's your stepdad? That's fine. But you ain't calling him daddy. Your father's name is so-and-so. Okay? Let's get that right. Now, he's like a father figure, Yes. But I ain't never play that, daddy. You know, like, a lot of y'all females be meeting dudes, and next thing you know, your kid's calling this man daddy. Nobody know. That ain't even cool. Especially when their father is around. That's crazy. <laughs> you know? A lot of stuff I be seeing today, I be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it's common for these chicks to be deadbeats and the fathers to be the way they are. It's like, what the hell is in the water? I have never seen so many deadbeats in my life in one area. Like these chicks, y'all be looking fly as hell. They get their heads on, their nails done. They out here splurging. They out here going to parties. They traveling. But your kid's living with somebody else. You better have money for a house. You better have money to get your apartment and your shit together. You wearing it or you driving it. But your kid is somewhere uncomfortable. Get the fuck. Fr- yo, I be so mad at deadbeats, yo. I'm serious. Like, this is why I say, you know, I know I don't like that type of stuff. And I don't know I'm not. I know that I'm not too fond of those type of people. So I don't be around it. Because all you're going to do is wear my energy down. Because I don't like you. And you know why I don't like those type of people? Because you ain't know right about your kids. I'm a mother. I love my kids. And I've been that child that girl and wanted her mother. I was cheated out of my dad. Y'all yeah, heard the episode with me and my father, For those who didn't hear it, go check it out. I was cheated out of my father. All these years, I'm thinking that my father gave up on his first child. No, my father was threatened at gunpoint to sign papers and never go come back. All my siblings on my dad's side had a good, productive, structured life. All of them, all of them are successful. All five of them, six, five, yeah, six of them, except for the baby, she's she's nine, <laughs> my baby sister nine, but um, all of them are doing swell, so I used to be like, I used to feel hurt, like my dad don't want me, first of all, I was a side baby, he had a girl, my mom had, you know, y'all go check the episode out. But at the same time, I was lied to. And um, it's just important. I feel like my life could have been different with my dad. I wouldn't have been homeless. When I got put out at the age of 13 and had to go and be in a blizzard for three days and walking in a building to go get heat, you know, being raped by my godfather, (laughs) all that type of stuff. I wouldn't have went through none of that had I had my dad. My father's side is My father's side good. My uncle, he made jewelry for he owned a jewelry store in New York. You know, he's Nigerian. He owned a jewelry store in New York. He drive Amtrak trains and my aunt got her catering business and all that type of stuff. They are Masons. You know, my dad, he do welding. He drove trucks for 18 years. You know, my, my my father's side are more stable, you know, mentally, financially. And they very, very supportive. Like, so it's like, damn, I didn't even have to go through this. But I went through it. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I went through those things because it made me stronger. It made me who I am today. You know, I wouldn't have had to go sell drugs at the Riviera Hotel. Thank God I never got caught. Thank God I ain't, you know what I mean? I was gang banging. I was that person that, like, Toy, you fuck up. Where's more I get my little sister to slap shots right now? I don't even know what's going on slapping. I was that person. I was always ready. But when I had my son and the Division of Youth and Family Services said, you don't get it together, we taking him. Gotcha now. That caught me all the way down. That caught me all the way down. Ain't nobody taking nothing from me. I'ma die. You gonna kill me. You ain't getting mine. I don't even feel comfortable when my baby is gone for a couple of hours. I wouldn't even be able to live knowing that my child is somewhere else. I wouldn't even be able to sleep at night. You don't know who what's going on. And I, I disliked it, my mom. I disliked my mom because of what my sisters went through. You think they comfortable? You think they safe? You don't know who creeping in their room at night? The, perp- the people you trust the most be the ones that hurt you the worst. Trust me. This is why I tell you. stop trusting people with your kids. Stop having your kids around everybody. Your kid ain't going to tell you nothing because I ain't telling my mama nothing. Because I already knew my mother wasn't wrapped too tight. A lot of people fear my mom. My mom is good with the hands. It's just you the fuck up. Everybody know that. So, it's like, I'm not telling my mom this. She crazy. She going to go to jail. I'm young, but I'm smart enough to know this. I kept it a secret. My siblings, whatever they went through, they ain't never tell my mom. They ain't never tell nobody. But it was the people that that was trusted the most, the ones that hurt us. While she out living her life. I couldn't stand her, y'all. I couldn't stand her. I couldn't. Not going to lie. But I'm better and I love her. But at the end of the day... One thing I learned is that what God got for people, he got for people. You can't try to save everybody because God may not want them to be saved. They got to reap what they sow. They got to receive their karma. So sometimes it's not good to always try to step in and rescue a motherfucker. You got to let God do what he do. And sometimes God will take it away from you so you can't help that person because that person needs to go through what they're going through. And this is probably why... My mother is still in the situation she in. First of all, she don't want nobody help. She still want to be out there. She still want to get high. You know, my sisters, they go check on her, whatever the case may be. I heard from a cousin in North Carolina. She got her own apartment. If that's true, I'm proud of her. But at the same time, I got tired of trying to save her. It was wearing me down. And that's why I told you I'm in a better space today. I ain't trying to save nobody. But me and my kids... <laughs> you know now I'm trying to save me so I really feel like if you a bad mother you ain't a good mother I even stopped talking to one of my cousins because and and everybody know that me and her was real real close but I was listening on the phone one day and she telling me all this stuff and I'm like, all this going on with your kids and you about to go out tonight? You focus on your hair? What outfit you're going to wear? Bet you need to be home with your kids. You need to be in the bed with your kids, like holding them, talking to them at night. Letting them feel that love.
0: Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I wonder why we so blind for life. Sometimes I cry. World ever changed lost my mommy and my daddy to this fucking drug game mommy was sniffing diesel daddy was smoking cookies older sister was fucking i was playing hooky refrigerator was empty fuck it i hit the trap life left me no choice it forced me to sell crack 13 with dreams and counting 100 stacks, too young to understand, so I gambled and soul packs, ran with a group of G's who taught me to stay strapped, fiends became my family, trap house my home, salute to them young niggas and thugging it on their own, OG's relate, hustlers understand how money, women, and beef can turn you into a man, always begging the Lord to wash away all your sins, so now you know he bless you, you, go and do it again, because strapping will never stop, this hustler's. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I wonder why we so blind to lie. Sometimes I cry. Trying to understand when we. was living in hell. Mama never here. Daddy doing time in jail. Mama feeding for a bag. She was sick getting pale. Little sister nearly died from them sick themselves. Older sister having babies like to kiss and tell. And I never had a home. It's like I lived in jail. Crooked cops worked the wings, start the rip and mail. I was 12, homie. I was swinging crack on the block. Climb towers to the roof cause I packed my rocks. Around the same time I first had to pack my Glock. Living life was Never planning to stop Look back and reminisce on all that pain I saw Sister cried out for help, Uncle Bang did more Old hands getting murked with their brains on the floor Yeah, I cried every night from the things I saw That's the reason I'm cold hearted